Vince and I have a uh, go back and forth on on texts occasionally with regard to certain teams getting boat raced. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, Come on. I'm a, I'm a little concerned about a boat race situation. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. on Wisconsin's morning news. Green Bay Packers are headed to the playoffs, and that would be the biggest story of the day were it not for the substantial winter snow that is apparently has its sights on southeast Wisconsin. So we want to bring in WTMJ meteorologist Craig Copeland to start us off here, walk us through what's expected, the timeline, projected snow totals, and whatnot. Morning, Craig. Good morning. Snow lovers, rejoice. Your time has finally come. Right about time. We couldn't even make snow for a while. Exactly. Yeah, we've got ourselves a major snowstorm that's going to power its way through the Midwest here over the next 36 hours or so. But as is the case, somewhat frequently for the city of Milwaukee and other places near Lake Michigan, the temperature of the lake water is going to greatly impact the amount of snow that falls in the city and up and down the lakeshore, especially south of the lakeshore. So for the city of Milwaukee and near the lakeshore, we're only looking at maybe two, three, four inches, as I see it right now. Two, three, four inches of slushy snow with the temperature at or above freezing while the snow is falling. But not too far inland. Maybe, say, Highway 45 and inland everywhere else really gets hit. Guys, we're looking at six to ten inches of snow for the bulk of southeastern Wisconsin, any place inland more than two or three uh, two or three miles from the lake. So what's the timeline on this, Craig? Early tomorrow morning it'll start rolling through? Yeah, I think it could start early, early, like before daybreak tomorrow, 1, 2, 3, 4 a.m., something like that. But it's going to be a real slow reveal. That is, it's going to start very slowly. So while there may be some snow on the ground at sunrise tomorrow and during the morning rush, it's not going to be be a real big deal, maybe an inch or two. And again, that would be mainly inland, not in the city. The heaviest snow is expected to fall in the early to mid-afternoon, say from noon to 5 o'clock or so, and then it gradually starts to diminish after that. It finally comes to an end around midnight tomorrow night. Talking with WTMJ meteorologist Craig Copeland about the snow that is coming. So I I think there might be a debate, and if you were advising, Craig, some folks in these southern lakeshore communities, maybe the suburban communities of Oak Creek or Franklin or go down to Racine or Kenosha, they say, Mr. Copeland... Should we call off school tomorrow? Is yeah. is it a no-brainer, or do they have something to think about? No, they've got a lot to think about. Folks from you know up the lakeshore, the North Shore communities, and like you said, South especially South Milwaukee, Oak Creek, Franklin, right down to Racine and Kenosha. Uh, right now, the way I envision the scenario. Uh, occurring and <laughs> it's not a guarantee, right? I don't know this for certain, but I would think that those communities probably can get around and get to school tomorrow. 
Um, it's places, say, West Dallas, Tosa, and West, the Waukesha County communities, uh, North of West Bend, and, and all of those areas. They're going to be closer to the no-brainer situation. However, here's the here's the sticking part. It's not going to be that rough first thing in the morning. Right, so, yeah. So getting to school, getting to work, probably isn't going to be a problem for anybody. But it's the getting home situation that the inland communities are going to have to, you know, have some foresight or, you know, think forward on and say, do we shut it down first thing in the morning because we know going home is going to be rough. And I do think going home is going to be rough. Again, not in the city of Milwaukee, the inland places. And this, Craig, this isn't light and fluffy snow. This is going to be wet and heavy stuff. <laughs> nope, this is backbreaker stuff. Oh, uh, multiple is, hits on the driveway is what you're saying. This is just, yeah, the, the plus, uh, the way to look at this on the positive end is good snowball snow, good snowman snow, all that sort of thing. But clearing it is backbreaker stuff. Yeah, that's for sure. That's hanging up the snow pants when you come in snow, drying out <laughs> the boot snow, right? <laughs> now on the, on, on, another plus, I guess, is that it is going to get pretty pretty windy but given the fact that this isn't going to be a real light and fluffy snow the blowing and drifting isn't going to be you know get ridiculously out of hand the, the, the snow is going to fall and blow sideways as it's falling from time to time with winds blowing from the northeast at like 15 to 30 but given that it's going to be such a wet and heavy snow it's not going to drift terribly Craig, you and I have been together a long time talking about the big snow that is coming. So we're we're 24 hours out now. There are a lot of reasons why sometimes snow events can turn out to be more than what you expected or less than what you expected. One of the ways is the track shifts to the north or to the south or, or whatever. Yep. How confident are you at this point, less than 24 hours out now, that this is what it looks like at this point? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident, uh, not 100% confident, but I'm very confident. When, when you're talking 24 hours out, the, the information that we get, the different data and intel and that sort of thing, doesn't terribly, doesn't miss in a major way more often than not. At this point, we can be pretty confident that what we're going to get is a heavy snowstorm over most of southeast Wisconsin. Again, take out the lakeshore areas. Um, that said, the, the next big batch, the big next data dump comes early this afternoon and that'll be, that'll be looked at and it can either confirm what we've talked about this morning or lead us to make an adjustment one way or the other. And the adjustment could be blown forecast, you know, what I talked about to you this morning could be a blown forecast too low or a blown forecast too high. But that said, it, it, I, I'm fairly confident that we're not going to have a blown forecast where we get nothing. We're getting a snowstorm tomorrow. And with that wet and heavy stuff, are we talking like down tree limbs and stuff? We got to worry about you know utility outages and things like that. I, I wouldn't think so. Um, in that, I don't know that the snow is going to fall extremely heavily. So I think it's it's going to be more of a gradual kind of thing. Like I said, I think the 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 time frame of heaviest snowfall is going to be between noon and five. But even that said, it's not going to fall so heavily that we're going to have um, you know rapid buildup on power lines. I guess I wouldn't rule it out, but I'm not of major concern there. And the fact that we're now we're deep into the heart of winter and all the trees have lost their leaves, they don't have that extra weight to carry either a few other days then this week craig it looks like this is one of these patterns where we might get a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more here and there for the next few days 
Rightly so. We're looking at the the situation for tomorrow uh, today. That's what we're talking about mainly. However, I've got I've also got my eyes on Friday and Friday night, and it looks like we could go through this all again with a uh, a pretty big snowstorm Friday and Friday night with the potential for just as much snow as we're looking at tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> as we said, as you said, Vince, you know, that's several days away. And so the the confidence in that forecast is much lower than the confidence in tomorrow's forecast. But let's just say it's on the table that we could have another big snowstorm Friday, Friday night. Hey, how are you feeling about that Packers-Cowboys game? As long as we're making predictions. Uh Vince and I have a uh, go back and forth on on texts occasionally with regard to certain teams getting boat raced. <laughs> yes. I, I, Come on. I'm a, I'm a little concerned about a boat race situation coming up on Sunday, but I don't. But but you know what? I don't care at this point. The season's a success. House money, right? I, I agree. All right, Craig, appreciate it, and uh, we'll fight tomorrow's battle first and then talk about later this week as, as the week goes on. Thanks, man. My pleasure. 821 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Oh, yeah. What are the chances? What are the chances this Green Bay Packers team is going to make the playoffs? Well, I mean, we kind of knew, right? 50-50 here as of yesterday, right? Yeah, yes, right. But all season it was like, well, this team could go to the playoffs or couldn't. And actually, Matzik's been using it more and more in some of his sports casts, the, the sports analytics oh, of like, yep, yep, you're right. well, if you know if they win this game, then they, you know, then their percentage chance of making the playoffs is this. Kind of say, I freaking had it with analytics in sports. It's ruining sports. One thing if managers want to use it, and there's that great line from Moneyball. He gets on base a lot, Rocco. Do I care if it's a walk or a hit? Pete? You do not. I do not. I do not. When a lot of us were introduced to this term analytics in sports from that movie. And it's the story of the general manager of the then Oakland A's and this brainy kid who came in and sort of did stuff differently and just said, look at this, look at the numbers on these guys. Crunch numbers on the players that you want to hire to be a part of your ball club. And if you can get two guys who get on base this many times, you know, don't overpay for this guy. And so it's just like these deep dives into statistics. But then it, you know, it started to filter out to the shifting of guys playing over here and over there. We're gonna we're not gonna bunt anymore. We're gonna do that. You know, just it like took out a lot of the gut, you know, decisions out of sports. Are we at a point now where it's jumping the shark? Is that what you're suggesting? It certainly is for me as a fan. I've had it with the percent chance your team has to do this, that, or the other thing. They do it in golf. They draw the line on the putt the guy's trying to make and say, he's got a 33% chance of making this putt. What, what does it matter? Let's play the games. And yesterday I'm watching Sunday Night Football on NBC. It's before the game, and, and you have Steve Kornacki, the khakis guy, right? Oh, yeah. And they started bringing him in on Sunday night. And I thought it was okay when he breaks down the different playoff scenarios. He was the guy who did this with all the political polling and would explain a lot of things in politics based on, well, look, if this person wins over here, then this person wins. And that's all legit. And I like Kornacki. But he gets into then throughout the season as the playoffs start to draw closer, which team has this percentage chance to get to the playoffs five, six weeks out? 
or which team's chances just went down to make the playoffs. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's quoting all these percentages. Now, I saved this for you because I've been, I've been complaining about this for some time. <laughs> I saved this for you. So here's Kornacki on oh, the situation Billy's. that developed about the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags right here six weeks ago were 96% to make the playoffs. All they could do was beat Carolina. They lost every other game the rest of the way. They get caught in the division. They fall out of the playoffs. A 96% playoff chance six weeks ago ends at zero. Okay, so what good anyway is any of this then? Why six weeks ago was anybody excited or hung up on the 96% chance that this team could have made the playoffs? I don't know what that means. Right, I don't know what that means. Who cares? I mean, I guess, right, here's even more evidence. He continued. So again, he's talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars who missed the playoffs despite six weeks ago having, according to some computer yeah. algorithm or something like that, a 96% chance of making the playoffs. And they about did the year before where they had virtually no chance to make the playoffs and did. And here's the wild and torturous thing for the Jags fans. At this point last year, they were just 3% to make the playoffs. They won five straight to end it and they made the playoffs. They were a 96% team. They lost out a 3% team. They made it. That's torturing your fan base. No, no. <laughs> You're torturing. The fan base. Nobody cares. Right? Kornacki. Like 3% chance to not make the play to make the playoffs, and they did. 96% chance to make it, and they didn't. Like, so what any is all of this crap for other than just a data dump on people? Leave my brain alone. You can only say so much, right? This is I the guess. this is one way to. I don't know, instill more interest by the fans, I guess. <laughs> right, I, I mean, if you're throwing money down in Vegas, I get the percentages and all that, fine. But just, like, leave this out of my my fan zone. If Unless the number's zero or 100, the rest of this is all garbage. I don't need to know it. If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? Sing it. 8.39 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I want to tell you about something really cool. It's never been done before in the National Basketball Association, which has been around for a minute. It's when you have something new that we haven't done before, and it's starting here in Milwaukee, that's a big deal. Ferocious! Milwaukee Bucks and Good Karma Brands, that's us here, introducing Bucks Plus Audio. Now, let me read, should I read the description here? Yes. Of what this amazing yes. thing is. Groundbreaking audio broadcast platform of the first of its kind in the NBA it will offer exclusive, compelling, on-demand content available for download coming in spring. We bring in Greg Scalzo, formerly of Scalzo and Brust, now market manager, Good Karma Brands, Milwaukee. How are you? Good, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? <laughs> that a Quite a intro? Monday, huh? Right? Yeah, right. We have a lot of stuff yeah? here today. So, uh, dropping this today. So, what is... Okay, if I'm just a casual listener right now yeah. and I'm listening here, it's like, I don't know, it sounds like a Bucks podcast. Like, what's, what is groundbreaking and so different and big about this thing that we're launching today? Well, I think you're going to start to see a lot of professional sports teams create direct to consumer content, right? And, and you're going to see more and more of that. We know that the Bucks tend to lead the pack when it comes to professional sports teams. Uh, and that's another case of them doing this with this innovation here. Uh, we've been working together on this over the last year, partnering to try to bring the best, unique content to Bucks fans. A combination of things like Bucks and 
Six, which you can start listening to right now, yep. uh, with Greg Matzik, who's been doing the majority of that, which gives you six-minute game recaps, so you can catch up on the game in case you missed it the night before, in case you uh, just want to relive it, uh, and combine that with the opportunity to do long-form episodic content, where we're going to have unique access that uh, that nobody else really has uh, to be able to tell some of those long-form stories and a whole lot of different ideas that we're going to be able to execute in between, in partnership with the Bucks, sort of combining our expertise in content creation and and uh, and, and audio uh, content with their obviously uh, access and storytelling ability. So we're really excited to be able to uh, to partner with the Bucks on that and uh, ultimately create an incredible product for Bucks fans here locally in Milwaukee, around the state, and uh, around the country. And Given the global sport that uh, that the NBA is around the world, so maybe learn a few things we wouldn't know about some of the players, like what Pat Cottington likes for dessert or that type of thing. But even more detailed, yeah. I mean, look, there's so many interesting stories to tell about the players that are on this Bucks team, about the history of the Bucks, about the building of Pfizer Forum, about the Antetokounmpo family, about the yeah. you know uh, all these different things that that run of 2021, right? The NBA championship. You see more and more of this happening in the world of sports, but it usually doesn't happen in partnership with the actual professional sports team, and that's where the Bucks are really getting ahead of the pack. So you could think about your 30 for 30s. You could think about the last dance with Michael Jordan. Take that into an audio world as the audio uh, you know, um, industry continues to grow at a rapid rate, uh, and that's really what we're trying to create in combination of figuring out what Bucks fans are looking for. So if you've got ideas as a consumer, chime into the talk and text line. You know, we're, we're open. We're going to launch with a certain set of content, but ultimately we're looking at this as a platform that's going to be dynamic and something that's going to be growing uh, here over the next uh, few years. I think why it's so significant too, Greg, is folks don't understand how complex these things are in terms of licensing. When you're dealing with not only the Bucks, but also the National Basketball Association. And we're looking at streaming, which isn't quite associated with broadcasting, but it's its own entity and all of these things. I mean, it took us a long time to be able to stream play-by-play through our app and other means. So, I mean, folks really don't understand how complex this is when you have all of these high-powered entities involved. No, they don't. I mean, most consumers are like, yeah, I'm listening to the game. Well, how are you listening to the game? What do you mean? I'm listening to it on my phone. Like, well, (laughs) okay, how does that work behind the scenes? And I think when you're in the business, you kind of take it for granted. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of hoops to jump through, and especially when you're the first one to do it. And a a huge shout out and credit to the Milwaukee Bucks, um, who have done a brilliant job of sort of getting this organized, getting the infrastructure set, and uh, allowed us to sort of get to a point where we can just focus on creating the best possible content for Bucks fans. And that's what it's all about. You know, when you create a great product and you create great content, it's going to add value and grow your overall community. And that's what we're all invested in is how do we continue to grow that Bucks fan base and that Bucks community with meaningful, impactful content. Who's running oh, this? baby. You? Who's in uh, charge over here? We're going to be hiring an editor-in-chief, so that uh, that posting is going to go out here probably in the next 15 minutes. Um, so we're going to be really looking for somebody to spearhead what the vision of that ultimately looks like. Um, what are those stories that we want to tell? What are those additional podcasts and those additional audio um, you know, elements that we want to create? So we're going to be looking for somebody who's innovative, who's a huge NBA fan, who has experience within content uh, and audio content creation and storytelling to be able to help lead that charge. We just opened the floodgates. You're going to get all kinds of apps. I want to see Good. all the apps. Yes. Run through Eric and me. We want to look at all of them. I'm going to feed Deal. on it. <laughs> Deal. All right. It launches in spring. Where are folks going to find it? Is it its own app or is it through us? 
It's going to be uh, anywhere you can get uh, your podcast. It's okay. also going to be available on Bucks.com, the Bucks app, uh, WTMJ app, WTMJ.com, all of our platforms here on uh, you know that, that we have at Good Karma Brands. It's going to be free to the consumer. Um, so just another way that we could provide more uh, you know valuable content to people for free, and uh, you know it's going to be very accessible. We'll continue to message this out certainly as we get closer to launch. You guys, the storytellers, know once you embark down a, a story that you are telling, you know. Never know how long it's going to take right. to finish. You never know where it's going to lead you, and that's sort of the process that we're in now. But some really, really exciting things to come. Hopefully, we'll coincide with another championship run. That oh, would yes, time sir. out nicely. Here hey, we but... go. Yeah, I mean, look, two top seventy-five players of all time with Damon Giannis. It's a good season. Let's go. Thanks, gals. Good to see you. Thanks, Again, guys. It's Bucks plus audio. More details to come, but an exciting announcement from all of us here at Good Karma Brands in conjunction with your Milwaukee Bucks. But only if you need it, man. Like if you're sick. Yeah, not everybody will get to enjoy the uh, the marijuana craze that is soon to start here in Wisconsin. Announcement expected about an hour from now from GOP Assembly Republicans. Well, GOP Republicans. Republicans in the state assembly, uh, led by Speaker Robert Voss, that uh, they've got a proposal that would start to wade into the waters of medicinal marijuana in Wisconsin. But... Already you feel the Assembly Speaker taking great pains to note that, one, this is going to be a little bit, it's super limited, and if you get too excited about any of this other stuff, that may blow up the deal. <laughs> yeah, which I, so yeah, very restrictive. An it, odd launch. Yeah, it wasn't, um, and the governor has indicated, sure, I'll sign something. Now, the governor has also said, yeah, I'd like to do more than that and would like to broaden it, but as of now, this would be medicinal marijuana. It would not allow smokable medical marijuana necessarily. But this would be edibles or maybe a THC cream. And it's only for a specific uh, number of different things. So we're talking, you know, specific types of cancer, maybe some PTSD, that type of thing. And we don't know specifically the conditions that this would be allowed for, nor exactly some of the distribution methods you mentioned. It's sort of been hinted at, but the announcement coming at uh, 10 o'clock this morning on those particulars. So you'd expect some uh, a highly controlled number of controlled dispensaries wouldn't be like at every corner. They've already said that multiple times. Hey, this isn't going to be like the Wild Wild West, not going to be Illinois or anything like that. Um, but, I mean, if you see success right away, you would only assume that there's a way to make a revenue stream out of this for the state. They're going to look to do that. Well, the other thing is, as we look at what the last year of compromise was, was it smooth? Was it easy? Is everybody happy? No, but you found some areas where the GOP-led legislature and the Democratic governor of the state, and in some cases, Democrats who run various municipalities, were able to come to an agreement of some kind to move some things forward a little bit. Is it as much as Governor Governor Evers wants? Not even close. Is it more than what some of these folks in the Assembly have wanted or, or or the Senate? No, but somewhere it's going to move forward to at least get something done. Right. And it starts today. We'll see if there's even traction in the Senate on something like this. Again, this is coming out of the Assembly to start. But it looks like at least movement on medicinal marijuana coming to Wisconsin. That news conference in South Milwaukee this morning at 10 o'clock. WTMJ News is on top of it. We'll bring you those particulars as they are made known this morning. 851 Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station.
WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Quiet today with a high of 37, snow developing tonight. And then for tomorrow, so interesting. What we see in Milwaukee County along the lake shore and then point south is going to be a lot less than what some other folks are going to see away from the lake. East of 45. Yeah, as it's shaping up right now. We talked with WTMJ meteorologist Craig Coplini about that earlier. He's looking at maybe two to four for lakeshore communities from Milwaukee County, so the north shore of Milwaukee County, on to the south down to Kenosha. But then uh, you know, away from the lake could be six to ten with stuff blowing around and heavy wet snow. Mm. Which well, is, I'm good with that. Good. Again, this, this is the time now, January, February, where the, where the snow should happen. So I'm perfectly fine with this. Hey, Steve, I thought of you last night. Oh, did you? So I'm watching the <laughs> yes. uh, I was watching the Golden Globes, and I don't know if you know this comedian. And his name is Joe Coy. Never heard of him. So he was the he was named the host like on December 21st. So he like had barely a couple of weeks to actually. Do the job. Made a joke about Taylor Swift. As you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was his joke. So <laughs> Sorry what, about that. How did he remind She was there. Me? Yeah, she was there. How did he remind me of you? Well, it was this, getting frustrated at the fans, or I should say the audience, for not laughing. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. Oh, he almost went there. You guys, you're the kidding me, up. right? <laughs> See, that's exactly it. almost went down. there. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Look. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That was Shut funny. the hell up. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thanks for that. That's, a, that's an that. audio side-by-side. Uh, She's going to make my shut the hell up list. <laughs> I don't even know who that was. Who, do you know who that was? I, I don't even know who I'm referencing there. <laughs> anyway, I thought uh, I thought you were funnier than Joe Cole. I appreciate that. There you go. I think you have a better sense of humor than that A guy. long time <laughs> ago, and, and, and my wife says I'm crazy, I wanted to be a stand-up comic. A long time ago. Is that right? Because I, I, I'm, I'm smart enough and I have a, a weird sense of humor that I think I could have made that work. So, But, you know, it didn't work out that way. Instead, I do this. Now, you would have been great last no. night. Couldn't have been any worse than Joe Couldn't Coy. have been worse than this. <laughs> Joe guy. Coy. Like, where did he come from? Like, uh, he, Well, he's he just signed a deal with Netflix. He's got oh. some pretty good stand-up stuff. And I don't even know if he had any writers. I mean, usually you get multiple months and a staff of writers that you work with, this guy kind of was like hung out to dry a little bit. So not all his fault, but not very memorable. I spent zero time in the Golden Globes. I, I enjoyed the heck out of the game yesterday, sat in, in our seats and, and watched this great game, beating the Bears for the, I don't know, 10th time in a row. The, the franchise is in disarray down there. Justin Fields this, Justin Fields that. And then I listened to some post game, both ours. We were simulcasting ESPN and, and uh, 94.5 and, and WTMJ, and then the score for a little bit, and ESPN 1000, and, and boy, just, just the despair down there. We're going to go wall-to-wall talking Packers. No, we're, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yes. We're going we're gonna to talk some Packers. We might go full hour on Packers to start the show. Fine. Why, no why wouldn't we? Right? This is playoffs football. Playoffs? Playoffs? Come on, playoffs? why wouldn't we? Maybe Mark Mike McCarthy. Maybe Mark McCarthy will join us. <laughs> I said that I want House to text him, and I want to have him to text him the wrong name. Like, hey, Mick. Yeah, he like, won't. Did you see? He's already talking about it. The reporters were trying to ask him about it. He's, we're not. We're not talking about yeah, that. Yeah, he's yeah. such a grouchy guy. And we'll see how that goes. He's I'd like to see him more about grouchy about oh ten o'clock next Sunday night. That'd be a good time to oh, see him grouchy. Love to see that. WTMJ now with Steve Scafidi is next. Move the business headlines first. With Yo, the Milwaukee I got business the gig journals. ten days ago. You.